Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Definitely want to check them out before the summer really gets started. I've never been in an RV and not thought I could never live here. Every time I get inside one of those sweet, sweet RVs, I think I could stay here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're <laughs> you dog. And if you're in the Joplin area, let's just go have a little combination here with the six oh nine sponsorship too. This Thursday here in Joplin, third Thursday, Mid America is gonna be parked on the six hundred block of Maine for third Thursday. If you wanted to plug them, six oh nine third Thursday, all in one shot. That was a, a request from our guy Sean. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and just read the message directly. Sean wants to help out with the promotions. So big Sean here in the chat. Thank you, sir. Big Sean, big shout out. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. is if you're going to be in Joplin, that's the way to do it. And I don't know if I want to plug Club 609 too much on a third Thursday. It's fucking packed in there. <laughs> third Thursday is like our downtown like festival? art walk business expo thing. You can, It's like a little downtown festival that they do once a month, every third Thursday. It's, it's a pretty cool little event, honestly. Mm-hmm. It really a lot is. of people like to shit on Joplin and like, there's nothing to do here. That's a cool little event to do. Yeah, every third Thursday, there's something for you to do. Mm-hmm. Don't want to hear you complain. A lot of great food vendors down there, too, obviously. 100. They got all the food trucks. That's one thing I've been noticing a lot lately, too. There's been quite the abundance of food trucks. We, Joplin has to be like the food truck capital. I mean, we started with about four when I first moved here. I think we've about tripled in size. I would now, say Now, granted, that, that means 16, but <laughs> still quite a bit say, of food I bet trucks. There's, there's probably a good 20 in the area, mm-hmm. food trucks. Population here is like 150,000. How do we have 20 food trucks? <laughs> I don't know. They have like food truck nights, though, in the neighboring city of Carthage. It's just a booming metropolis. You have to visit. I know our guy Ethan stopped by, didn't even say hi. It's like, what's up with that? But Yeah, I'm going to start calling on my grandparents. Whatever. Like, oh, we were in Joplin to eat. Thought food was really good for lunch. Where'd you eat at? Oh, you know, this place right next to your fucking office. Thanks, Grandma. Lucky you're you not better, in the chat today because I feel like roasting you. I was going to say, you better be careful with who's in the, the chat. Also, uh, <laughs> you said that <laughs> you started out with four food trucks and then it had tripled, which is 16. <laughs> four times three is 12. No, I'm like, you got to add the triple from four. Like, four is added on to the triple of that, right? So it's like tripled in size there, which doesn't mean you add eight, you add another 12. So you equal the 16. Okay. That's where my math was, okay. yeah. I, usually when you triple something, you're just, you just take the original number and times, times it, it by, by three. three. Oh, no, I did the times by three and then added the initial four that was already here. Yeah, triple on top of the original. So I needed to say quadruple there. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've quadrupled in size. I do think that the food truck is 16 to 20. Of them, I feel like every month it's like, "Hey, you gotta go try this new food truck." I'm like Jesus Christ, like what? <laughs> Where's this one located? <laughs> like, I'll go do it. Got it. Hey, that's kind of the fun part. We don't know. And it's maybe we're just 
like kind of known in the area. Like we've talked <laughs> to enough sponsors to be like, hey, that now everyone that gets a food truck, it's like, I know them. Yeah. Got to go support their food truck. <laughs> they might like, want to sponsor is, Mike'd Up. So. Like, hey, man, love you, appreciate you. This isn't $20. This shit, this isn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, there's a lot. But definitely check out the RVs if you can. We appreciate our sponsors at Club 609 for sure and at Mid-America RV, which is more of a like a national establishment too. Yeah, it really is, yeah. And warranty forever. I'm telling you, man, those RVs are pretty nice, and they're, and they're actually not as expensive. Go check it out. Like Honestly, I know we read the ad read every day. Do check out their website, midamericarv.com. They've got some pretty sweet rides Less than there. $200 a month to have yourself an RV. Yeah. People might hear that and be like, whoa, what? You can take that thing anywhere you want. Yep. I know we say, like, why have an office here when you can be in Yellowstone? Why not just fucking live in Yellowstone, guy? In the RV. I have a buddy who does it right now at a job site. Can't just walks out in of the trailer, boom, there's the job site. When he's done, goes back home. And when he wants to go somewhere, he loads like it up. Like a celebrity, and says, like an actor. Like, I'm, I'll be in my trailer if you need me. <laughs> yeah. Drawing up blueprints or whatever it is that they do out there. But definitely check them out. Uh, I wanted to start the show today talking about um, football because I'm very excited about this. Last night it gets announced that the 2000 Ravens are going to get a 30 for 30 about them. I'm all aboard these teams getting their documentaries. And, like, the last dance one I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I need more of it. And with the 2000 Ravens Super Bowl winning team, that was before Ed Reed was there. I got a little bit excited because I love Ed Reed. It was before he got there. But this was, this was the murder year where Ray Lewis potentially, allegedly, helped or witnessed a murder. Like, somebody died. He was around. Yeah, I want to hear more details about that because everything that I've seen is just like here's a Twitter user alleging that Ray Lewis did it or like the disappearance of he was wearing a white suit that possibly had some blood on it or, and things like that. I want like an actual confirmed story of like here are the facts of what we know. A story that I have heard. I'll just say where I heard it from so it can be like confirmed to people and people are like, oh, I know something. Chris Sims talked about it on one of his former podcasts. It was like. Mm-hmm. The story he had heard or the way he understood it was that Ray Lewis didn't murder somebody. He knew the person. Like, he'd either he saw, saw the person it. get murdered or was very aware of it. But that person saw him see the murder and was like, if you say anything, you're dead. Yeah. And it was just like. And that's kind right. of what I've heard, too. And, that like, the white suit theory is that, like, it had blood spatter on it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they had to get rid of it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But I'm very much looking forward to it. It feels like the 30 for 30s kind of <laughs> died down a little bit. Like, they didn't really they used have. to come out like all the time. Now it's just every once in a while they're coming out. Yeah. Um, or am I just not seeing it as much? I'm not paying as close attention. I think they're just not doing them as much. I don't know if the pandemic had anything to do with it, to where you know they weren't able to kind of create for that whole years and then like kind of you know over time publish them or do any work like that. So now they're kind of just restarting the process of like. Finding yeah. stories to do, then develop, like, you know, producing them and creating crazy. them and all I, that. I think we're still, like, coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. It was, like, even 30 for 30 being like, oh, yeah, it's safe to come back now. Well, I think that one thing that we kind of forget about is, like, oh, the pandemic was just 2020. Like, no, it pretty much was all last year, too. Like, this has kind of been the first full-blown year, and granted, we're only in May, where things have kind of been opened up to be regular. But we just moved so quickly with life that it's like, oh, 
past five months, you know, overcomes the time span of what all of last year was with all the regulations and, you know, what states were lessening the regulations and what states were putting more on and kind of what their policies were and everything like that. So being five months into it, I think we just kind of need to realize, like, hey, that was a whole 16-month process of trying to figure out how to handle that situation and what we could and couldn't do. Mm-hmm. I know that was a popular year for RVs. Yeah. Uh, well, they're 2021. I'll I tell you was- what. When I moved down to 2020, I had the opportunity to be an RV salesman. Mm-hmm. And I thought, <laughs> I'll be honest here, the girl I was dating at the time, I was like, man, I would hate for her friends to ask her, like, hey, like, what are you, like, what's your boyfriend doing? Be like, oh, he does radio and sells RVs. I thought that would sound like such a loser thing to say, and I thought it was such a loser thing to be. I'll tell you what the loser is, me, because I'd be fucking sitting in buku loads of money if I'd have been selling RVs for the last 16 months. Mm-hmm. That's on me, my guy. Yep. Peek behind the curtain. That's like a six-figure. 100, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, real nice six-figure <laughs> they, they made really, really good Like, money. you're not just peeking over 100K. You're like, you're looking down at 100K, and you're like, this is good. This has been a good, <laughs> yeah. good time. When I talked to them about sponsorship for Mike Top, they are just like, whatever it is, here's just, they threw money at me. <laughs> Literally, just a lot Shut of Shut the hundreds. fuck up. Just like, I don't even care right now, because, uh, uh Here's money for you. There's money for you. You know what? I heard your I heard your offer. Take a little extra. We're doing fine over here. And I hope someone hears that story from me and just goes, you know what? Who cares what anyone else thinks? <laughs> yeah, you, you need you, to hear that story. Yeah, I need to hear it. I need to say it. I need to say it so I hear it. Yeah, sometimes you got to say it out loud. Um, it's also, like, you know, I'm really good at giving other people advice. Real bad at following my own. Are you? I don't know. People don't ask me for advice. <laughs> <laughs> That was a joke. I'm there to help a lot. I was going to say, I got 20 <laughs> questions this morning on sheets and comforter sets. <laughs> well, you decided to, to mention quilts, and I was like, oh, my God, I should get a quilt because I sweated my ass off last night under my super fancy comforter that I got for the winter. Fucking high-quality <laughs> shit. Love it. But now it's getting a little hot outside. I'm like, God, this thing's a little yeah. too nice. I'm a little yeah. too warm. I think so, too. Uh, to, back to these. Yeah. It's 30 for 30s that we <laughs> got away from. I am very excited to see. How do we go from Ray Lewis's murder to Amazon purchases? It's going to be one of those days, I feel like. It really is. And it's Wednesday. It feels like a Friday. Are you you feeling okay? Dude, I feel you didn't great. You get your hump jokes off, so. I was going to wait a little bit. I was going to let it kind of just marinate throughout the show. I think the people were waiting. <laughs> really? You know uh, what they should do a thirty thirty on? Those camels that have been roaming around the streets of Kansas City. Really? There's yeah, camels. these circuses. They just oh travel all over there the country. Are camels roaming the streets of Joplin? Would you look at that? Happy hump day. <laughs> just kidding with you guys. No, seriously, I hope you guys are having a great Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, other sports teams, eras that I would like to see some more 30 for 30s on. Uh, even our guy Bryce put it in the chat. Uh, I know it isn't super long after, but I would like uh, 30 for 30 on the 2014 Buckeyes. Lost two quarterbacks, lost a game, uh, made it, and won the first ever college football playoff. That mm-hmm. is a good one, too. I mean, even the year where they had all three of their quarterbacks, where it was Braxton Miller, Cardell Jones, and JT Barrett. <laughs> I could <laughs> I not think of the third one. Face, like, man. who was the freshman? Who was the freshman? <laughs> That that would be a nice one too, and also that was that was Urban Meyer, yeah, I believe. That's Any, like the start of Urban Meyer. revolving Urban Meyer should have a documentary. He almost one. needs his own. Like 
you could make that a ten part series. You very much at least could. a three part, like Ohio. starting all the way in Utah. Yeah, like you could do the Ohio or sorry the Utah Bowling Green stuff where he was really good, but kind of the up and coming guy gets to Florida. You're gonna need a couple episodes over Florida. Yeah, you got the Aaron Hernandez shit, Tim Tebow, who was the race Pouncey receiver. Brothers. Yeah, the Pouncey um, Brothers. Percy yeah. Harvin being there. Something mm-hmm. Cooper, wasn't it? Yeah. Riley Cooper? Yep. Bingo. Uh, I was thinking Riley Reed, but I don't think that's it. Riley Reed. Oh, God, that's a different dang. person. Uh, she <laughs> also have a documentary over that. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, all the Florida stuff. And then, like, going to Ohio State, some of the controversy there with, like, the golden pants. Uh, and then, then you could do another part on the Jaguars. Yeah. I'm telling you, you could make a ten-part series just over Urban Meyer, and I would watch every episode. Oh, I'm right there with you. I mean, Brooks has got a couple in the chat here. What about 2013 Florida State with Jameis and Jimbo? Yep. Manti Teo needs a 30 for 30 with him and his invisible girlfriend. I just kind of feel bad for that guy, honestly. Like he will just never be remembered for how good of a linebacker he was at Notre he, Dame. He finished just, like second or third in the Heisman voting, and yeah. he won't be remembered for that. It's like, yikes, dude. I remember we in high school, we had a picture of him in our uh, like locker room. It was like some type of promotional deal that had come through, but like he was like the figure or the picture on the thing and like work hard and like da-da-da because I guess he's got like a great story. And I remember reading the newspaper article in the locker room. It was my freshman year uh, football, and it was on there. I was like, man, that dude looks fucking jacked. Like, that's a big-ass dude, number five. That's sick. Because that liberal, for some reason, the number five was kind of like an iconic number. Like. Mm-hmm. It the was. quarterback usually wore the you know the quarterback safety duo or anyone that was good at basketball like that was usually the number that they had, and so it was kind of one of those deals like you see it and you're like oh like I want to have like number five and be like a linebacker one day. Actually, it's liberal. It doesn't freaking matter, but that's how I came to know Manti Teo. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah, glad I got to share that with you guys. But uh, more 30 for 30s that like I would like to see. Um, anything with the Miami Heat when LeBron first getting there? Like I feel like we're yeah. probably going to get more of those over LeBron's career, especially when he retires. But like maybe even over the Mavericks, you know, them being able to beat LeBron James and the Miami Heat during that series and overcome that. Anything like that. I want to see something more in depth with the Kansas City Chiefs and kind of like the early to mid 2000s where you had like Trent Green, Priest Holmes. Tony Gonzalez, Dante Hall, and then it was just like this fantastic offensive line and just how nothing happened with it. Like I just want to be able to hear those like stories and like frustrations with the coach. Because like Dick Vermeil, kind of an odd duck. Like I remember he would always have these post-conference interviews and stuff, and he would just say like the weirdest stats on like why they went about something a certain way, and everyone's like, this makes no fucking sense, Dick. Like what are you talking about? So I would just like to hear those more in-depth from the players, like the frustrations and like, should have been good, and you weren't, and it was like, what happened? Yeah, I saw a tweet yesterday, I think, was a picture of Priest Holmes, like, diving over the line. And in the background, you can see there's Trent Green. But then on the ground is, like, Brian Waters and Willie Rofe. Mm-hmm. And just looking Will back, Shields. like, Tony Gonzalez was on that team. Like, how are you not, like, dominating? They were <laughs> good, but, like, what was going on there to where you weren't as good as you, as you should have been? Uh, a couple for me. The 2015 Royals, obviously one of my favorite teams of all time. I might be the only person that watches it. 
Or, you know, it'd be a very regional thing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people on the coast don't give a shit about the Royals. <laughs> um, another one that I definitely think needs to happen is the mid-90s Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, they won three Super Bowls. You had players getting arrested for um, heavy cocaine use and selling drugs and prostitution, strippers, all kinds of stuff there. And, you can, I mean, you still have the big names. Like Troy Eggman. Come back and interview him, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, all three of those guys. Yeah. Kind of your big trio there, still very much in the news and in the spotlight uh, still. I would love to see that one. Jake put it in the chat, a 30 for 30 on the three-peat Shaq Kobe Lakers. I had that one too, early 2000s yeah. Lakers. Even starting with maybe even Shaq as a free agent and going to the Lakers. I know they kind of already did that with the Shaq and Hardaway one, but even just starting it from there, it – the falling, the falling out of Shaq leaving the Lakers, yeah. uh, I think would be fantastic. Because when I remember when he went to Miami and they ended up winning, you know, at the finals in '06. I guess I didn't realize at the time that the, he had had the falling out with the Lakers. I just mm -hmm. thought he was ready to move on and like go to Miami and win somewhere else. I didn't realize it was you know as dramatic as what it ended up being. Like now, very aware of it, but at the time, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I kind of like Dwayne Wade in the Heat. Now you got Shaq. Let's freaking go, dude. Uh, Brooks says, give me a 30-30 on Jerry Jones in yeah, the chat. Him. Man, I think that's great, but I feel like the NFL network would try to get on that with like a football life. And so yeah. it would just be tough for 30 for 30 to get on, or ESPN to get on that one when the NFL is just going to well, be like, mm -hmm, this is ours. And with Jerry Jones, it's going to be hard to tell that story. Keep it PG. I want to know mm. all of it. I want to know who's on the bus, Jerry. Who's <laughs> on the bus, Jerry? Because, uh... There's some nice scenery on the bus. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to see. I've seen people walk onto the bus before. I need some video <laughs> of what's going on <laughs> on the bus. What happens at the Senior Bowl stays at the Senior Bowl, unless I see some attractive people walk onto Jerry Jones's bus. Then I tell people about it on mic up <laughs> because Jerry is L I V I N. He Have you is seen some stuff? Living, <laughs> Jerry. You've seen some stuff? I've seen very attractive young girls walk onto Jerry Jones' bus. When? Uh, one of my first years at the Senior Bowl, 2016, oh. maybe. Wow. 2017. I mean, a boy, just, Jerry. You know, sometimes we talk about the Senior Bowl and like, make comments of like, oh, you, there's no telling what you're going to see. I don't mean the stories of like, hey, Andy Reid might be sitting next to you at breakfast. Yeah. Like, that's happened. And that's cool. It's the nightlife stuff that you're like, damn, I can't believe he's just doing that in public. Like, mm -hmm. or not even Jerry Jones, but I've seen other coaches in the NFL with sex workers. <laughs> no shame. I don't care. It's whatever. Live your own life. But it's like you're just gonna do that, huh? Yep. Like, just in the open. It's like, Once huh? I know who you are, and you just said what? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's it's like you hold your phone and be like, say that the exact same way uh -huh. one more time. Yeah. It, we're not we're not the, we're not rats. We're not ratting anybody out. Just yep. say that. Now, a couple other good ideas on the thirty for thirties. Uh, Bryce put it in the chat. A thirty for thirty on the two thousand like kick and punt returners. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was an excellent era. You did. You had guys like Devin Hester, Dante Hall, Josh Cribbs. You had a lot of guys doing some really special stuff. And even getting into the rule changes that almost just like ended that era quickly to where yeah. I don't even 
remember the last time I saw a good kickoff return. Like, does that happen anymore? Like, you can't have the wedge blocks anymore. Most teams just kick the ball out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. Um, really eliminated. And I get it, it's a dangerous part. I hated being on kickoff or kickoff return teams. Like, cause you just never know when you're going to get blindsided by somebody. And it's, I mean, it's scary that I think the most scared I've ever been on was the first time being on kickoff team. Like there are 10 other guys out there. Yeah. One of them's going to hit me. I don't know which one. Well, cause like kickoff return, you at least kind of see the guys running down the field. Like you yeah, get you're to, going to lay the you block get to initiate the mm-hmm. hit. On the kickoff team, it's just like, hey, you better fucking run full speed, and this is your line. Don't let anyone fill your gap. And it's like, uh, how fast you want me to run the whole time? So I'm sure those guys are just like, thanking God that it's a touchback. Like, kicker, send it out of the end zone, and we'll just race to yeah. the goal line down there. <laughs> I just got to sprint down about 50 yards and then jog it out. Like, that's cool with me. That's, all, <laughs> that's what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Warren put it in the chat, too. Uh, 30 for 30 on COVID through sports would be nuts. Yeah. I, everything. Oh, like the bubble for the mm-hmm. NBA? I want to hear I want to hear the true story of Jimmy Butler yep. bouncing the basketball in his hotel room all night. Like, okay. Yep. All, all the stories that will eventually come out from the bubble uh, yeah. would be great. How many well. people got like were sneaking in and out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the player, but he got suspended for like sneaking a girl back. Mm-hmm. into his room during the bubble. You know, another thing with the bubble I don't understand, and Pat Beverly was talking about it the other day, of, uh, like, J.J. Redick was on, and they made a comment of, like, you know, the Lakers won a championship, and he was like, yeah, in the bubble. Why does the bubble get an asterisk is what I don't understand. Because I think it was so much out of the comfort zone for everybody that was there that they didn't get the – like, they weren't playing at their best. Like, they were kind of thrown out of it. But I guess you could say, well, was, the Lakers were thrown out of their comfort zone as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's different in terms of just, I don't know, some team, some players are just better suited to be, like, at home and, you know, in a situation where they control the environment and they weren't able to do that. Because the basketball players are so independent. You know what I mean? They're allowed to go do practically whatever they yeah. want. And all of a sudden you're thrown in this bubble and you're not. Mm-hmm. It's like you're told what you can and can't do, where you have to be, when you have to be there. Like they go from playing in a basketball independent setting to, okay, now I'm in like a football world where everything is so scheduled out and I don't get to do anything on my own. It's like boom, 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 here we are. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think the bubble championship means more. I kind of like it, yeah. Like I think there's a lot of respect to go to the Lakers mm-hmm. but for yeah, and so LeBron many people, James. Even players, obviously like Patrick Beverly, they're like, oh, yeah, but it was in the bubble. Yeah, everyone was there. You limited all the distractions and said yeah. no outside sources, nothing. You're just here to focus on basketball. And the Lakers won the series. Like I don't yeah. discredit them. You're obviously a lot more of a LeBron guy than I am. But like, like even when you look at the Miami Heat and sorry to cut you off there, like Jimmy Butler, I think gained a lot of people's respect because everyone kind of viewed him as like a diva or a villain with going to Minnesota and, you know, being like somewhat of a distraction, but really he's just irritated because the guys don't work hard enough. You go to Philly, kind of the same thing. He moves on, goes to Miami, and it's like, hey, I'm just fucking here to work hard and play basketball. And he was able to kind of just have that mindset be contagious with everyone else on the team and help lead them to the finals. We might see it once again. I know we're going to get into that later here in the show, but it's just, you know, I think he earned a lot of people's respect and people started looking at him differently because like, oh, maybe he is not the bad guy here. Well, even one of the comments that Patrick Beverly made was like, yeah, but there were no fans there. 
I, I almost think that also strengthens it. Like, you don't have the fans mm-hmm. there to help aid you out. There's no home court advantage. Like, you really got to find out this is the best team. Yeah. That who's good nobody's at basketball, distracted who's not. by, oh, this is a young team that doesn't know how to handle being in the playoffs. They're still going out late at night and they're getting into trouble. Nope, that was eliminated. Or you don't have to worry about, like, yeah, we're the better team, but man, those fans made it really difficult for us to play. So I don't know. To me, put an asterisk, but like almost to the advantage of like this was the most he, level playing field we've ever had in the NBA Finals. Was he maybe upset because the ghost of Kobe Bryant was there to help the Lakers? Yeah. I mean, we shot, we saw it with that game, you know, buzzer beater hit by Anthony Davis. Two point four seconds on the clock when he releases. Point uh-huh. eight when it goes in. Yeah, the ghost of Kobe <laughs> gets another ring, so give him six. <laughs> Suck on that, Shaq. <laughs> yeah. I got another one. Oh, you thought I was done? Nope, I'm in the bubble. <laughs> What's Maybe. up? I'm right up here with Michael. You don't even know. Uh, yeah, uh, another couple things here. The fight island happened during COVID, too, where Dana White was just like, fuck it, I'll buy an island. We're going to fight there. <laughs> my island, my rules. <laughs> I forget that he bought the island. I did too. Oh, Tyler shit. put it in the chat though. That was that was a good one too. And everybody even just like scrambling to be like, what are we gonna do? What's gonna happen with COVID? The NBA, I mean, the NBA shut down. And maybe it's because we're sports fans. To me, that's when COVID started. Like you had heard reports of like, oh man, this is getting really bad. What's gonna happen? And then Rudy Gobert touches some microphones. The whole league shuts down, and that was the moment I thought like. Oh shit! This is a big deal. And what's, I've been watching like CNN, ABC News, everything, telling me like COVID's bad. You're gonna die, and I'm like, Psh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Rudy Gobert catches COVID, league shuts down, and I thought, oh shit, this is and zombie the, apocalypse. And the fact it's that it happen. happened in Oklahoma City too is like, oh fuck, it's here in the Midwest. Like we're not even starting at the coast. It is here. <laughs> yeah. We're starting from the inside out. Yikes. Uh, that was what a wild time. I went to bed early that night and woke up because I saw I decided to get on Twitter to check my phone. It was like, I can't believe this is happening in Oklahoma City of all places. I turned back on the TV and it's just like the NBA is shut down. Duh, 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 duh. There is COVID. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was up to one thirty in the morning. Oh, no. Trying I to figure breathe. out. Do I have it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it the next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, COVID was a fun time. Yeah, I mentioned we were in Branson this weekend, me and my daughters. And they're young still. They're, like, excited to do some of the rides and stuff. And they were, like, super close to these people. And I'm like, hey, COVID might be over. You still got to give people their space. <laughs> you can't just be right up on the next person in line. Back up. And my daughter's reaction was, oh. COVID's over? Are you serious? Like, why aren't we celebrating this? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I'm like, it's still like, it's a thing, but like, nobody cares. <laughs> like, you're young. You'll be fine. Just scoot back so you're not close to these yeah. weirdos in the Ozarks down here. Uh, <laughs> let's get to some of these great sponsors, though. Roper Kia, check out their inventory. Look at them online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Again, that's Roper Kia right here in Joplin. Mo, if you swing by, let us know. Have a beer at Club 609. 
Maybe I'll escort you to Roper Kia, let you check out a car. Uh, but $1,000 off your nice or new ride, definitely worth the Absolutely. Drop. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. Did you feel good about that one? I don't know. I feel like I kind of messed up. I thought I did, but then I was like, mm, I still think I said NIF. And I, I don't think you said NIF, I think, but you definitely included an N in there still. A matter in if. Is that what, am I putting an N on the end of matter? Maybe. It's not a matter in it's not a matter of if, man. It's a matter of when. There's so much going on on your end of the office that sometimes I just don't know. Sometimes I just got to focus on what the next Well, I also is. have this new fancy racing chair that I got. And, like, the, the place where you rest your arms, like, moves forward and backwards. And when it does that, it goes. And I just did it. And I was like, did What's that come through the microphone and sound like a fart? And I was like, ugh, I hope not. Because that's what it sounds like. I think you're just trying to cover up a fart. No, I go mute when I do that. I'm do just you? kidding. No, I just don't fart during the show. I hold it in. Let my stomach. <laughs> Kim Jong Un over there. I don't know number two. <laughs> I no fart. That was very unnecessary. I, don't even by have me. I apologize. Uh, the interview is one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of like documentaries and stuff, I would like to see a documentary on that movie because it was supposed to hit studios, and then who was it, like Universal or whoever was like, mm-hmm. nope. Can't do it. Can't piss <laughs> off another country over your movie. And I, they would have made millions and millions of dollars. It's oh, such a good movie. <laughs> but it got shut Were down. Were they not allowed to make any money off of it? No, they saw still it make on money off of it. But most of your money comes from like ticket sales and stuff like that. The box office, yeah. yeah. And so they lost all that and then put it out. You could like what rent it on like Amazon and shit. Yeah, I think I watched it on Netflix. Probably. Just the part where he's like crawling through the grass and that fucking tiger's in front of him and then that <laughs> rocket comes out of nowhere. I died no. laughing at that because I was like, there is no way he's getting out of this situation. The best part is when Eminem announces that he's gay. <laughs> James Franco's character sitting there and he's like, what? <laughs> His head's gone back and forth. And Seth Rogen, I think Eminem just said he was gay. Uh, fantastic movie. Uh, also fantastic uh, people want to know. You just said racing chair? Question mark. You got a sweet racing car bed too. <laughs> Dude, I fucking wish, man. I remember I wanted one of those as a kid. <laughs> I thought I had a cool bedroom as a kid, so I went to my friend's house and was like, "You got a shelf just for your fucking Power Ranger action figures? I got a toy Nerd. box I got to share with my brother with yeah. his stupid like toys." I had to share a bedroom with my brother until I was like ten years old. No, older than that. Like 12 or 13. Because there's four of us boys. Yeah. I, and I was the youngest. I had to share a bedroom. I feel like I got passed around too. It was like, I'm tired of sharing the bedroom with him. Like, you take him for a while. <laughs> and I, I would. It's just like I'd come home and my bed would be in a different room. It's like, I guess, I guess this is where I'm at now. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> literally. That literally happened. Getting I came moved home. moved to read your own house. <laughs> yeah. I was like a nine or 10 year old even. And uh, my bed was in a different bedroom. And it was like, <laughs> I guess I sleep here now. Like, I had no say in the matter at all. It was just like, there's your bed. 
that's where you sleep. Like somebody lost rock, paper, scissors, or like, I don't know. I was just being moved. I uh, yeah. got evicted very early. <laughs> I need life. to address something here in the chat, though. Freaking Brooks trying to come at me. Buddy, you thought the water treatment plant was a cool little water park. Of course you thought your bedroom was cool. First <laughs> off, yeah, I did think it. We just called it a little water park. My bedroom was cool, though. I had a freaking Emmett Smith poster right above my bed. I had a nice little lamp, and then I had a Batman alarm clock with a little light tower on it. And at night, you turn that light on, you got the Batman signal on your ceiling. I'm really surprised you don't still have that. I lost it, or I would, because I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I remember telling myself as a kid, I want to keep this Yeah, you know, We've been talking a lot about like man caves and stuff like that. Uh, my mini football addiction that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guy Sylvester posted like his man cave. He has so much shit. I got <laughs> I got lost looking. I was like, I don't know where to start yeah. looking at like this the picture. baseball collections. There's so many bats. He has like a tub of bats that he like he probably can't even display because he has so much other cool shit. I like to see that too. Like, so if yeah. you've got like a cool man cave, let us know. Tweet Seriously, pictures. Slide in the DMs. I don't care. Should uh, we put a hashtag look. with it? Mic'd up man cave. Hey, yo, there you go. I mean, we try to decorate here a little bit. You've done a decent job over there. I've done an okay job. Yep. Done an okay job. How many more of those mini helmets you got coming in the mail? Six. Legitimately? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I told you, it's an addiction. I'm <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you'd start it out so strong. People kind of <laughs> like to start a little slow. You're I just about to dive on in. Right? Yeah, I dove head first. I think <laughs> what I want to do is I want to, like, every, like, month maybe i buy like two of them because i'm telling you i have a like all of them that i can find on amazon i put them in a, a list that i posted the other day mm -hmm. just to keep track of I, eventually i want to buy all of them but i i'm too tempted i would buy a lot of them i'd buy like 10 at a time and then be like why am i broke like <laughs> why am i eating ramen noodles this month? why did 800 dollars just come out of my account <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I'm getting the most out of that Amazon Prime. I forgot I just bought the whole ACC. Yeah. <laughs> you bought a whole conference of mini football helmets? Yes, I, I did. I have a buddy who's done that, but with the real, like, small, small ones. Uh -huh. And he's really proud of those. I'm about to send him years and be like, get on this level, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the mini ones, too. Those are cool. But, like, the mini, mini ones, the mm -hmm. micro mini ones, I don't know what they're called. Uh, mine are, like, the middle tier yeah which i i can't wear them but they are still really cool in my opinion my humble opinion yeah but i i do i like them uh last night we had the nba draft lottery yes, and sir. the nba playoffs started uh the draft lottery i had put it out there i had a conspiracy theory i thought the oklahoma city thunder would get the number one overall pick and select chet holmgren who is popular in the pacific northwest and then move that team back to Seattle, I still think it could happen. We'll see. Also, somebody uh, replied to me that if they're going to move back to Seattle, they should take Paulo Bancaro, who's actually from Seattle. Draft him number two, just Ooh. like Kevin Durant was drafted number two. Move the team back to Seattle. I think that's more of a I want that to happen than I think it will actually happen. Because I do think with Seattle, I think it's going to be an expansion team, not a relocation team. But I... That'll be a couple of years down the road. So it would be hard to take it out of Oklahoma City, but it would be super cool to see that. Mm -hmm. Like, I would love the NBA to just announce one day, that was like, hey, we've added two expansion teams and we're relocating these two teams. And it's like, ooh, here we go. 
Yeah, just do like a, a big shakeup. Yeah. Like when the NFL realigned all their teams, just to be like, hey, if the NBA did it, I think they would probably do a better job. Mm-hmm. And they would. They would announce like this big, we have two new teams. We're also going to realign conferences. And I think it would be super exciting. Or maybe even, like you said, relocate some teams too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was catching up with the chat. And my mom hopped in and says, Jacob broke it. And then Jake the Snake in the chat responded, it was an accident. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a younger brother named Jacob. And he used to break, like, all of my shit. Oh, that was – sorry. I just saw that right as you were reading it. But, yes, if the NBA did do an expansion and relocate, relocate teams, they would do just a phenomenal job of it. Because they do, they do such a good job at, like, listening to the players and kind of, like, you know, what can or we do podcast. to help you guys and, like, make things easier and simpler and kind of have you guys not necessarily run the league but – your voice impacts the league so much that it just feels like the NBA does everything correct because they're so transparent with everyone that plays in the league. Yeah. And again, they've rigged the draft lottery. I don't know about last night. I was really surprised to see the Orlando Magic. <laughs> that, was the one, that was the one team, I don't know if you said it on radio or if it was here this morning, yesterday morning, where it was like, I don't need to see Orlando be good. Like, I don't want them to have mm-hmm. the number one pick. But I also like... <laughs> This was my fault. I messed up. I didn't think about the narrative of Jalen Suggs and Chet Holmgren playing together. We didn't get to see it at Gonzaga. Now the NBA is like, we got you. Boom. And they lost their big guy, uh, Vucevic, to the Bulls last year, Mm -hmm. too. So So it's just like, it's a good fit. That was a storyline that I I should have been more aware of. I apologize. I wasn't up to date with my conspiracy theories. So it makes a lot of sense. Let Orlando get the first overall pick that appears to be Chet Holmgren. I do think guys like uh, Jabari Smith and Paolo Boncaro, they should definitely be considered mm-hmm. for that first overall pick. I heard somebody earlier today saying that they didn't think this draft was going to be very good. Maybe I'm wrong. I think this is a really good draft. Yeah. I mean, all, all it takes for the NBA to have a really good draft is honestly it's one superstar. Yep. I think you've got three to four really solid players in this year's draft. So I, I do think this is a good draft. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Orlando Magic, they do get the first overall pick, though. And then the Oklahoma City Thunder going to be at two. Houston Rockets at three. Sacramento Kings at four. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the – you can go read it if you're that interested. But uh, I did sit down and watch the whole production. It was kind of weird. They almost, They made it feel like it was the NBA draft, like the top – prospects were there i don't know why hmm. i didn't realize that that is interesting i will say though here this little mock draft that we're looking at on tankathon uh they do have Jaden ivy going number four to the sacramento kings i'm gonna go ahead and call that as the player who is going to be the start out of this draft getting to watch him this last year in the march madness tournament play for purdue it was like this kid just did everything for him and i think it's going to be exciting especially if he does make it to the kings because you're going to pair him up with a De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis if he stays, and there's just a couple other guys like you know you got a, a Jeremy Lamb who's you know kind of buried down, but then like you get Justin Holiday. There's just some pieces there that like if you just throw in one more stud, the Kings you know they might be heading in the right direction. I'm not saying anything fucking good because they finished season 30 and 52, but it would be nice to see them get another guard to throw in there with De'Aaron Fox and then watch them make the transition to Kansas City and be like, ooh, got a couple studs here. Yeah, and almost like the Cavaliers, they have two 
undersized guards that play well together mm-hmm. with De'Aaron Fox and Jordan I- Jaden Ivey. Maybe it could work out for him. Even like the mock draft on Takeathon, uh, Paulo Boncaro going number three. You get him and Jalen Green going together. That's a nice yep. little pairing. Um, Jabari Smith just fitting in with Oklahoma City and what they have. They don't have any like young great superstars, but they've got some really good solid players on their team. Yep. That might work out. And then like you said, Chet Holmgren and Jalen Suggs, the two Gonzaga stars coming together to play in Orlando, uh, could be fun. I love the throwback, like the Shaq era Magic uniforms, the blue with the white yes. pinstripes. I think those are some of the best jerseys in the NBA ever. Why? Why would you even go away from that? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what I wonder. And like, they're one of those teams where they're like City Connect uniforms. It's like orange and gray. Like I hate that. They have like the worst City <laughs> uniforms ever. And I don't even care what the reason is. It just looks bad. I don't like it. No need for it. Yeah, be better so, than that. Yeah, you have a good uniform already. Stay with it. Uh, also had the Heat and Celtics game last night. The Heat win. You're a Heat fan, but even you said this morning you're not feeling like overly confident about that win. Well, yeah, I mean, you had a great game by Jimmy Butler, so we're going to give him the praise. And I even tweeted out last night, like, hey, this this guy is a superstar. And like, we, I just need to accept that instead of just kind of like hiding it. But I don't want to come off over the top with it. What he did last night was just absolutely tremendous. The fact that you played 41 minutes, 41 points, you shoot 12 for 19, you had zero three-pointers made, and you just go off. Like, we've all seen the stats. We've, you know, you've probably caught up with the game, so you know it. But, like, in saying that about Miami and winning this game against Boston, they did it without the defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart and Al Horford. And when you take away a defensive player of the year, who is most likely probably going to be guarding Jimmy Butler – Probably going to be able to slow him down. And then Al Horford has been just a momentum changer throughout the playoffs. We saw, yep. excuse me, we saw it all last, se- uh, last series against the Bucks. So I'm happy about the win. I'm excited about the performance that you saw from Jimmy Butler. But at the same time, it's like, hey, do it again when those guys are in the lineup. And then you get an opportunity Thursday with Mark Smart possibly coming back. Yeah, that was kind of my thing too. I, I'm not as a Heat or Celtics fan. Uh, I am rooting for the Celtics in this series because of Jason Tatum. Uh, he had a solid game. Jalen Brown had a solid game. But you could really tell they were missing that third guy in a Marcus Smart or Al Horford did. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, Grant Williams has come up big. They were missing that third guy to just come in and drop 15 points and hit some big mm-hmm. shots. I, I know Williams had 18 points. Pritchard had 18 points. Neither one of them did it, like, super efficiently. Um Williams gets most of his at the foul line. Pritchard coming in, like, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, he's just <laughs> jacking up shots. He had 11 three-point attempts. I would think at one point you'd be like, hey, maybe let's work the ball one more time. Like, one more skip pass, and now we've got Jalen Brown wide open or, or something. But he's we'll just pulling out a whole along came Pauly thing where it's like, ringer, uh-huh. rain dance. It's kind of like watching that Game 7 series when I kept thinking, why is Grant Williams continuing to shoot? Mm-hmm. I had the same feeling about Pritchard last night, but this time I was right. Like, why is he still shooting the ball? <laughs> Let's not do that. Maybe get the ball to somebody else. But I do think this is going to be a different series when Horford and Smart come back. Horford missing for, like, health and safety protocols is probably like a, some kind of COVID-related thing. And then Marcus Smart with the foot injury – Another thing that I don't understand about the NBA, 
Marcus Smart can't play on Tuesday, but he's supposed to be back by their game on Thursday. Like that one extra day, you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. This is not the regular season. If it's the regular season and you're like, yeah, we need to give you a day off and then you'll be ready to go on Thursday. Mm -hmm. I get that. This is the Eastern Conference Finals. (laughs) If you can play in game two, you can play in game one. Maybe it's limited minutes or something, but you get your ass out there and you play in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, especially with the way that you know Jason Tatum started the game. I mean, the dude was just lights out in that first half. Like that's all everyone was talking about. Yeah. And so, like, I refrained from tweeting this entire game because it was like, okay, Jason Tatum's having a good start. Don't want to sit here and try and ruin it. Jimmy Butler's playing well. You get to the second half, Miami just goes off. So it was like, boom. And the fact that they came out in the third quarter and dropped thirty-nine, mm-hmm. pretty freaking impressive. And, I mean, I don't remember what I was doing. I looked away from, like, the screen. I, I don't know, took out the trash. I don't know what I missed or when it was. But I was watching the game. It goes to halftime. And then I probably started, like, cleaning up or something. Laundry, I don't remember. Come back, look at the score. I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Like, I had missed a good chunk of the third quarter. And then next thing I know, Miami is up by, like, 12. So, like, last time I looked... Celtics were up by eight, I think. I come back. Now Miami's up by 12. Like, what the hell happened? I yeah. didn't think I was gone that long. Uh, but it, they did. They had an amazing third quarter. Miami outscored them 39-14 to 14 in that quarter. That was the difference maker. Yep. So I, and I guess hats off to even Eric Spolstra. Like, whatever adjustments you made at halftime, apparently they worked. Because that third quarter was huge, and then they were kind of able to almost coast on it for the rest of the game and come out with a win. Uh, I am looking forward to game two, hoping guys like Marcus Smart are back. I'm not, like, rooting against the Miami Heat. Uh, P.J. Tucker, I, I thought that he had some really good solid minutes. Him and Jason Tatum going at each other there for a second. Mm-hmm. I thought that might get out of hand. It didn't. Um, also, I'll tell you another problem I have with this. These damn game's on too late, man. <laughs> Starting at 7 o'clock by, like, 10 I'm struggling to keep the eyes open. I'm an old yep. man. And then when this, you know, kind of got out of hand, I fell asleep. I didn't get to see the end. Saw the final score when I woke up this morning. But it's, it's a problem for me. Being old is not easy. Um, I also wanted to get to some of these other comments uh, going on in the NBA. The other night LeBron did an Ask Me Anything on Twitter, which was, like, insanely popular. Obviously, it's LeBron, so it's going to be. But, I mean, it dominated my news feed there for a while yeah and then getting posts from like instagram bleacher report espn all those guys quoting out like tweets that he had said and somebody asked him like who's your teammate to take on jordan and scotty who would you pick and i was shocked to even answer the question honestly yeah i feel like he doesn't answer a lot of stuff about jordan but he did answer the question and he said katie Kyrie, or kobe which Pretty solid picks. I don't I don't get what he sees in Kyrie. I guess when he's out there, he's really good. But to even put, the, put Kyrie in the same mention as Kevin Durant and Kobe Bryant. Well, I think it, it goes back. Like I think LeBron, I mean, he just loves Kyrie. And he sees how great Kyrie is. I mean, he definitely has. And it. like how great he is and like how great he could be if he just pieced everything together. And I like, I don't think he's ever going to say it, but I think we can all kind of agree. Like, Kyrie's getting in his own way in his career. Oh, yeah. He's done it several times, you know, throughout the ending in, in Cleveland, 
throughout the ending in Boston and now right here in Brooklyn as well. It's like, just fucking go play basketball and just do your thing, dude. Like you're, you could go down as one of the best guards, point guards ever in the NBA. Like it's just, you legitimately could, but it's like, you just keep getting your way. And there was a tweet earlier in the season. I think it was maybe at the beginning of the postseason where they were talking about the nets. And it was like Kyrie and KD are like two of the best players like ever and like everyone had this huge uproar and someone quote tweeted and said you know it's crazy how you know the two players that aren't responding to this are like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James and then they both commented on that and was like yeah because we understand those guys are freaking good and they are put, better than us I'm and so he didn't put Dwayne Wade in there I think Dwayne's limited on his shooting like Kyrie can hit a three like right in your eye Dwayne Wade he's not going to be consistent from three I mean I we saw those, Kyrie put away the Warriors in I think those three players are better than Dwayne Wade Mm-hmm. I was just surprised that he didn't put him on the list. <laughs> like, yeah, or like Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, or Dwayne Wade. Like, it's going to be one of those guys. It did get me thinking about two-on-two matchups, though. And I grew up in the era of NBA Jam. I still got the game on my phone. That was my jam. I loved that game. That does was my have, airplane game. Does it have like the original players? Like, What era of player is on that game? Though? Um... You know, that's a great question. I'm going to have to – once the show's over, I'll look. Because I usually play with, like, uh, like a Kobe Bryant. and Like, it's got Kevin Durant with Oklahoma City Thunder. Some more modern players. Yeah. I think uh, Kevin Garnett's in the game, too. I I had the original on, like, Sega Genesis. Oh, the old style. <laughs> yeah. And I, How old are you? <laughs> I think I wore that thing out. Like, it probably broke, and we had to get a new one just based off how much – NBA Jam I play, but you had guys like uh, I think like Sean Kemp and Gary Payton were on there. I was a big Sean Kemp fan, yeah. So I played a lot with the Sonics, the Utah Jazz, obviously great. Stockton and Malone, yeah. I like LeBron has said everybody in that era. We grew up hating the Jazz though. No, I would never play with the Jazz. <laughs> Why did everyone hate the Jazz? Probably two of the greatest, like the best duo on the team. Everybody hated the Jazz because they were the villain of the Chicago Bulls. That was the only reason? Yep. So I don't think I've... And those dumbass uniforms. There are so many people that like those uniforms. You didn't like them? Horrendous. Horrendous uniforms. Again, I know I'm biased, though, because LeBron is right. There's so many people kind of in that age range that just hated everything about the Utah Jazz. I don't think I've ever fully grasped how like loved Michael Jordan was by the world. Yeah, I don't think you have either. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand, like, superstar, six rings, one of the best players ever, international superstar, like, brand just through the roof, everything. Mm-hmm. But just, like, the player himself, like, while he was in the league. Like, oh, you yeah, have an I mean, entire generation. So you have an entire generation that hates the Utah Jazz because they were going to the finals against the Bulls and, and Michael Jordan. Yeah. Not in like not even some of the stuff that we know about Jordan now too. Like yeah. now we kind of know he was a prick to his teammates. Yeah, he was an alcoholic that. and a massive gambler. <laughs> yeah, like the gambling is like, oh, what's the problem? He likes to bet on golf a little bit. You didn't realize the stakes of yeah. what he was gambling or the possible suspension. We were just like, oh, that's cool. He's not playing basketball anymore, but here's NBA or sorry, Space Jam. Yeah, and like get to see him as a AAA player. I mean, he was worshipped. By fans and other players too. I listen to Charles Barkley talk about Michael Jordan. And it's that's where I, I think he gets a lot of his respect is the other players that talk about him. He wasn't even on the game though, the original game. 
because, or at least the one that I had, because that was during a, his quote unquote retirement slash oh. maybe probably suspension. So it was like Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant were the two Bulls players that you could choose. Yeah. There are a lot of other good ones on there though. I'm going to have to, I'm sure that like my daughters have a Nintendo Switch. I bet I could get it. You probably could. On there. Shaq was on there. With Clyde Penny Drexler. Hardaway? There are a lot of old 90s NBA players there. They should redo it, though. All, and also, I was a San Antonio Spurs fan. David Robinson, all day. Who was he paired with? I think it was Avery Johnson and Sean Elliott. Pre-Tim Duncan Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not good there, but that's uh, one of the teams I love. The Hornets, a lot of people my age grew up Hornets fans. I can remember Larry Johnson being on there, and I think Alonzo Mourning. That was another Larry Johnson deal. went from the Hornets to the Chiefs to play running back? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a joke. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> Happy hump day. <laughs> These are the jokes, people. <laughs> Please laugh at them. <laughs> He's like a little chihuahua. Just let him do his thing, let him finish, and then we'll move on. <laughs> okay. That hurts. <laughs> Ouch. It's uh, too, too true. Oh no, that was a good one though. Like even today's game though, like I think it would be awesome. It, does 2K do this? I'm not much of a gamer. Um, I don't know. I haven't had 2K in probably four years, to be honest with you, because I just got so sick and tired of like when you play the my player, you got to go through the story mode, and it was just the dumbest story mode that you'd have to go through. Mm-hmm. And then you have like these cutscenes that they would do, and your players just standing there, but like they're apparently talking. But nobody's mouth moves, and then it's just like this super, like, I don't know, dramatic scene and conversation. And it's just like this. This yeah. is not fun. For I me. bought NBA 2K20, maybe. It was mm-hmm. during the pandemic. It's like, I've got a lot of time on my hands. And the game was on sale for $3. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to buy that. What year was it? 2020. It was during the pandemic. It might have been NBA <laughs> 2K19. I don't remember. But okay. it was during. The pandemic and it was on sale for three dollars. So I was like, "Booyah!" Yeah, like I I could play this for one hour and not feel like I wasted my money. No <laughs> shit, three dollars. <laughs> so I did, and that was probably the last time I played two K, and maybe one of the first times. As yeah, well. it's just it's not it's not a bad game. It's just I don't know, kind of with Madden. If you just feel like it's copy paste. And so there's just some things that happen throughout the game that just aggravate you. Another game that I haven't gotten in the last couple of years, the MLB The Show, I was actually talking about the other day that I want to get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also in like one of those spurts where I'm not playing a lot of video games, and I'm scared that if I do, I'm going to be like on a huge video game kick, and that's all I'm going to do in my free time, and I'm not going to be as productive. So it's like now I have that mental battle of like, how do I time this? My thing with NBA, uh, The Show for the last two years has been – I don't have the next-gen console. I don't have a PS5. Yes. So I don't want to buy, like, a shitload of games for PS4 if I might eventually be able to find a PS5. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. I'm not going to. (laughs) So I might as well just buy these games for PS4. And they're still, like, $800, $1,000 for PS5. It's just insane. I looked, like, a month ago just for shits and gigs. I'm not spending $700, $800 on a gaming device. I just don't use it enough. No shame to people who have, or if you've got the money, spend it. It's yours. Be happy. I just I can't justify spending that much money when I don't game yep. very much. And, and it also just stinks because my PlayStation Four is kind of starting to poop out because I use it for like everything. Like I streaming. use it for 
for like Netflix, streaming, YouTube TV. Like I have all those apps on it, and it's just like oh, it's kind of getting old. It's getting overused. How do I go about this? But I'm also thinking like if I'm gonna spend eight hundred, a thousand dollars on something, it's gonna be some new golf clubs, and hopefully I'll be better at that. <laughs> golf, you know, right. be outside, get some sun. What do you think you'd use more? I don't even want to play. I don't know. I bet it would probably be the PS5. It, it most definitely would be. But because, like, be I'm like going to come home and immediately. Option? <laughs> I'm going to come home, turn it on, put on some Netflix or YouTube TV. or like, uh-huh. like Every day I come home and, like, I sit down on my couch, like, to end the night, it's like, yeah, I'm turning on the PlayStation. But it's not to play video games. Like, I'm going to watch Ozark. What's that running through? PlayStation. Yeah, I'll get you a fire stick or something. I was going to say I need to get a fire stick and just stop using the PlayStation so much. Mm-hmm. Try and get that of, little Roku remote that gets lost. Every two days? So easily, yeah. Why is it so small? I get it. Like, you don't need a lot of buttons mm-hmm. that are on, like, some of these giant universal remotes. That Roku remote is so small, though. I also love that the volume is on the side. Like, mm-hmm. fucking genius idea. Yeah. Well, love I have that. a Roku in my living room and one in my bedroom. Uh, but the one in my bedroom, I, didn't, I don't know. I did this on accident. It has, like, the voice thing. Huh? You can just push a button and talk into it. No joke. Like you just Netflix. be like, boom, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Or do a search, and then instead of typing in everything or putting in a password that's 20 characters long. Do you have to push the button, or can you just be like, hey, Roku, and then like it responds? No, you have, I, I think I have to push the button. Oh. I hope that's so. interesting. If not, the people at Roku have heard some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening. Yeah. Where are you freaking I at? apologize. <laughs> Good God, no. <laughs> right? Um, I don't apologize for Club 609. They're a great establishment with a great happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock featuring their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. If you're swinging through, definitely make sure you stop by and check it out. Two drinks for the price of one. Some great happy hours, too. Maybe if you're not in the drinking mood, uh, you won't regret it at Club 609. Absolutely, and if you're swinging through and you need that oil change or your tire service, make sure you swing by Downtown Lube located right here in the heart of Joplin at 1st and Main Street. They've been doing it here for a while, so they know exactly what needs to be done and can take a look at your car as quickly as possible. They do pride themselves on great customer service, so you will be taken care of as well. Like I said, they do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that, so visit their website at downtownlube.com for that full list of services. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You will need that oil change and those tire service, so if you're in the area, Swing it through, make sure to stop by anyways. But when it comes time to get that done, make sure you get it done right here and drop on it, Downtown Loop. A lot of people helping you out in the chat. The fire stick is only like 20 bucks. No shit. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Miller, he sounds like a nice, credible guy, says the fire stick works great. And Brooks even says you can also download the Roku or Fire Stick TV remote app and use your phone as your remote. I actually, I forgot that I have that, yeah. that app. I used you have to, to download it. Living in Kansas City, I had Roku. Oh, did you live my... in Kansas City? <laughs> yeah. Haven't been you know what? I freaking while. had a Roku, and I gave that TV to a buddy. I was like, man, just keep the Roku. Don't need it. I just said Roku. Roku. <laughs> yeah, you I just said I don't need it. I freaking do need it. I should have kept that. Son of a gun. Darn the luck. Is he in the chat, actually? Nope. But I gave him the TV, and he's like, oh, man, it's broken. It doesn't work, so I guess I'll just throw it out. So he's going to pay me for it. I bet that sucker just was like, oh, TV works great. I'm going to tell him it's broken. Oh, I don't got to pay for it. Was it a, I'm guessing it was a smaller TV that you didn't need? That was like a 32-inch TV. 
TVs, did we talk about this on the podcast, how cheap those things are now? You know, I've heard people say that, but last time I went through Walmart, it was like $200 for a 32-inch TV. I was like, what the fuck? No, but go look at the big ones. You can get a 55-inch TV for like $300. What? Yeah. (laughs) BRB. I thought about buying one just because. (laughs) (laughs) I can do this. Here's the thing. I've done that a couple times. I've been like, oh, 60-inch TV, only $400? Like, I might just buy one to have it or like sell it on Facebook Marketplace or something. I don't know. I just see a deal and I'm like – I'm going to do that, but I haven't. But now you can buy like a 55-inch TV for $300. The huh. TV that I got in my divorce was like six, $700 at the time, which was uh, when I bought it, it was when I first got married. So it's been probably 12 years ago. Is still 50- have it? Yeah, I still got it. I hold on to shit. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sentimental value, man. This first nice TV I ever bought. What pick was that? Second, third, <laughs> right? I don't Alarm remember. clock spatula TV? Yeah, that's what I thought. Jesus. <laughs> uh, that's the power ranking. That's why I'm also surprised you don't still have your alarm clock. Like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> well, my, apparently my little brother freaking broke it. I'm not apparently, surprised. Our listener, Jacob, broke the alarm clock. <laughs> but the best part of it is I saw his response first. Was like, sorry, it was an accident. I was like, what the fuck is he apologizing for? Go a little bit further. Oh, there's my mom. Mm-hmm. But at the time, when I first moved to Joplin, was married happily at the time, bought a new TV for like six or seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That was a huge purchase for me at the time, and it was a fifty-five inch TV. I was like, "This is fucking cool!" Like I have a big TV in my house now. Now, you can get like a fifty-five, sixty-inch TV, three hundred dollars. We talk about inflation, but like the TV people are like, fuck, we not experiencing that. <laughs> we have to keep dropping prices. We're yeah. practically giving away TVs now. Well, because TVs last so damn long now. It's like, ah, if I'm going to buy one, I guess I'll just get rid of that one and spend, you know, 300 on this. Yeah, but I do still have it. Maybe we'll get you hooked up with a Roku or something at least. Yeah, maybe. I kind of do want to get a TV. I feel like my TV is getting a little discolored too. No, I don't. I don't. I don't need a new TV. I'm fine. No need for me to say that. Is it from the Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah. Wait, what? No. no. Huh? What? Yeah. Is it? The discolored? Yeah, it's just, it's different. Like when you, <laughs> like I watch this TV here that we have in the office, crystal clear fine. I go home and it's like, hmm, this got a little bit more of like a blue tint to it. Is it an LED? I hate LED TVs. I feel like Maybe that's it. it. Also, I love this question in the chat. Would you rather Wednesday a 55-inch TV or the spatula? Oof. That's a tough one. I'll tell you, I used the spatula last night. I still have that motherfucker. It still works great. And I, I look at it all the time. Maybe it's because it's become a thing. I'll get it out of the drawer and I'll just, I'll smirk. Like, I'm smiling. Like, yeah, I still got you. Like, at least somebody was loyal to me. And I kissed the spatula and then I flipped my burger. <laughs> Brother. True story. Happened last night. <laughs> you well, I, now I, would I rather... feel like that's exactly what you said, though. Like, I feel like you didn't think that. Like, you said it out loud. Like, looked at it, smirked, was like, at least someone's still loyal to me. And then flipped your burger and gave it a kiss. Or gave it a kiss and then flipped the burger. Whatever order those two went in. I will tell you, with this would you rather question, I'd rather have the spatula than the TV. If I, have to, if I had to give up one, give one back, I'm keeping that spatula. Because the spatula was such a petty, just bitch move on my part. <laughs> like, You're I, proud of it. I knew exactly what I was doing. 
Then it wasn't even like, oh, I think this is probably her favorite spatula. She talked about how much she liked it. And, like, got it as a wedding gift and was like, this is perfect for flipping pancakes. Like, it gets right underneath there. It's flexible enough at the end, but it's, like, firm at the near the handle so you can press hamburgers or whatever. And when I got divorced, I knew I'm taking that motherfucker. Why didn't – like, my thing is, though <laughs> – you wanted it to be known that you were taking the spatula. Like you didn't just uh-huh. take the spatula like later on, you know, no. like when you're moving your stuff out. And, like, I'm just carrying out a box out. in one hand, spatula in the other, waving <laughs> by with it. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> As she stays when in you, the house. <laughs> when you picked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And then she's like, this guy's a fucking moron. I'm so glad he's leaving. <laughs> he shuts the door and locks it like, oh, I got this house. <laughs> Right? The new guy steps out of the closet. Is it good? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> he gone? Oh, hey, my he mower. My mower kind of stinks. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening here? Oh, uh, so shit. I'm, I'm happy with that one, with the spatula. What was her response when you picked the spatula? I don't remember. Okay. I remember the alarm clock. She was like, seriously? Because it was like a, a thing that she almost like expected to like – she would keep that with the other bedroom stuff. So when I was like, alarm clock, she was like, seriously? Like, that's, you want the alarm clock? I was like, yes, I've had this thing since I was like 12 years old. I want the alarm clock. It's coming with me. She's like, then I won't have one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> go buy a new one. Like, I brought this into the relationship. It shouldn't even be like on the table to negotiate, it should just be an automatic. I'm getting it. <laughs> it's whatever. Do you look back and like, ah, oh, I should have picked the house? No, the house one doesn't get me. I should have taken the washer and dryer. Ooh. That's the one that gets me. Yeah. That's like, I don't live with a lot of regret. Washer and dryer should have been much higher on my list. But it is what it is. But if you, I mean, any of our listeners going through a divorce, sliding those DMs, I'll help you out. <laughs> I know I made mistakes. I've learned divorce consultant Mellow Miller, <laughs> right? Like I'm living like the the Vince Vaughn wedding crashers life. Like I can help you out. I'll mediate. <laughs> I I figured some some things out through my mistakes. I've learned. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm here to help out the people. Let's do play some would you rather's. I, I thought of this one this morning. Would you rather have a biography written about you with all the details? They know everything. Or would you rather have to write a biography about someone else, but that person is like super boring, no exciting details, and you have to write it all? I want someone to write a biography about me. Yeah. Because I feel like if you do that, and this might sound a little odd, or I don't know how it's going to come off actually, you're probably – someone's going to have to go interview people that have known me throughout my life, and I want to hear what those people truly have to say about me. Like what are their true thoughts? Because I feel like some people, they're like, oh, man, like you're a good guy. I appreciate you. And they see me in my face. And I'm like, yo, sup, fucktard. And it's like, all right, man, I actually don't know how good of friends we are. <laughs> Have you been following any of that barstool drama lately? With like, like Team Hank and stuff? or I follow some of their personalities on Twitter, like Big Cat, Hank, Portnoy, KFC, just to see what they're doing. It, like Sometimes I'll see like, okay, something's going on there. Scroll past, don't care. Mm-hmm. But there's apparently like a Reddit user who knows all the burner accounts. Yes. And he told one of their guys, KFC, he's like, hey, a lot of people have been talking shit on you. <laughs> and he is like, he's fully focused in on it. Everybody else is like Team Hank versus 
ex-girlfriend, Marty Mush sucks. KFC is like, I got to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what they say about me. Yeah, I like I, I saw he because he does the Minuteman thing or whatever, right? Uh-huh. And so I saw he did it, whereas uh, he did the video on it. He's like, apparently, conversation about Barstool is yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's he's really bothered by it. Seems like everybody else is just like, Dad, don't give a fuck. Probably don't believe the guy. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to know. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. I guess I would rather have the biography written about me, just because I don't. I can't read biographies anyway. Like I've tried to, mm-hmm. and then like you get into some of these people. I'm like, I thought you were more interesting. There are really not any good details about you, and that would take forever. Or trying to research and learn about some of these people. Mm-hmm. Thanks, but no thanks. I, I don't care be... enough about other people to do that. <laughs> I think it would be cool if it was written about me. Just like, I don't know, also mm-hmm. kind of help remember some things that like, maybe I've forgotten about or just. Oh, that's And not like me. anything like traumatic about, like, but just like little moments, you know, like growing up playing sports and stuff. Who like, broke your alarm clock? Yeah, who broke my alarm clock or like, mm-hmm. you know, just moments in games that like maybe I kind of overlooked. Because like I do remember like being in a basketball game in like districts and. I've had other people tell me this that were listening to the broadcast, like, and I don't want to sound as like selfish or bragging, but apparently, like, I had like I'd attacked a basket and I had a spin move and I scored on it, Woo. and like I don't remember it for the life of me, like in the game or anything, like it was just part of the game. But apparently, like on the radio broadcast, they're like, "Holy cow!" and they just talked about it and they like kept talking about it to the game or like come back to it, and they were asking me about it, and I was like, "I don't even fucking remember doing that whatsoever." So like, I think it would be cool to like maybe see that or hear it as well. Yeah, I, I think that would probably be cool. I'm, I was never one of those athletes that like remembered every single detail. Or you like, do or didn't? Did not. Yeah. You get some of those guys together that love to just relive their high school moments. And like, hey, do you remember playing Lamar third quarter, fourth down? You had that big run, and I'm like, I can barely remember anything. Like you could ask me, like, hey, who'd you? have the most touchdowns against or interceptions against. Like, I have no fucking clue. Maybe it was because the offensive line was terrible and I had some, like, concussions that were not (laughs) diagnosed. But I remember, I mean, next to nothing about my playing career. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, even uh, like my brother Matt will be like, hey, do you remember when you did this? And I'm like, no, like I got nothing. Yep. So I don't know if that's just like a personality thing. If at the time it wasn't super important to me, so I don't remember it, or if it were a concussion type thing. Because I tell you, we weren't checking for shit back then. <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I can remember seeing stars a couple different times and then just being like, now nah, you're fine. Now, one, one play I do remember is I got hit on a sack one time uh, super hard right in the head. And then my head just got drove right to the ground. And I get up, and I'm trying to buckle my chin strap because it had come unbuttoned. And it wouldn't reach. And then I realized my face mask is crooked. So I run off. Like, I'm running off the field, like, telling the coach, get a new quarterback in. And the coach grabs me. He's like, why the fuck are you coming off the field right now? Like, what are you doing? And I show him my helmet. I'm like, I can't even strap it up right now. (laughs) He was like, oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. I thought you were just like (laughs) coming out because you were frustrated or something like that. And he was like, let's find you a new helmet. It's 1A football in Missouri. Like, we didn't have another helmet. I think I just had to take somebody else's. Like, (laughs) you're not playing, so give me your helmet. Here, freshman, fuck off. (laughs) That's one of my only memories of like 
my entire sports career. <laughs> just getting my ass laid out and my helmet being crooked and broken. What would you name that chapter of that book? The Crooked Face Mask? I don't know. Probably I feel like that's one cool thing about books. Is like sometimes they have like good names for the chapters. Because Jake's got one for me, chapter three. And if you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was chuckling while you were talking. For me, it would be like, where's my kneecap? <laughs> yeah. That would be the, the title of that one. I, so I also – I wouldn't want to write a biography. I think that's too long and I'm not interested. Mm. Uh, I guess you can reshare my life events. There's a lot of stuff that I've done while drinking too that's probably pretty funny. Yeah, and all the details, I think that would be great. Fantastic. Let's share them. Yeah, I don't have – like I frequently talk about my divorce. Obviously, yeah. I don't have anything to really be ashamed of. Yeah, like, even somebody put it in the chat like, too. Ooh. Oh, of course it was Jake. He's fucking hilarious. New guy. My grilled cheese is burning. Where's the spatula? Grilled <laughs> cheese was another one that my kids loved as babies. Yeah, we'd have grilled cheese all the time, and that was another thing. There, she's like, it's perfect for grilled cheese because you can get under it and flip it, but also like press down the grilled cheese when you need to. I'm telling you, she loved that spatula more than she did me. Yikes. No lie. <laughs> you got it now, though. Now I you got, got it. all that love right there, uh-huh. flipping yeah. the burgers. Suck on that one. Uh, <laughs> would you rather Seattle or Vegas for a new basketball team? Honestly, Vegas. Like, as much as we sit here and have said over the last week, this week, and last week, like, oh, it would be cool for Seattle to get a basketball team, you lost it for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. it just wasn't working. Vegas, I've been to some games there. Like, that hockey game that I went to for the Vegas Knights, so well done, it was insane. Like, Vegas does everything right at, like, top-tier level. And I know people hear that and like, oh, yeah, I'm sure, like, it's Vegas. No, I mean, like, better than anybody. Like, it is freaking insane. We were in Nashville for a hockey game. I would much rather go to a hockey game in Vegas than ever go to one in Nashville again. I went to one in St. Louis for the Blues. Had a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. But Vegas still just outshined it. I imagine they do the same thing for Raiders games. You got fucking Bruce Buffer up there before Raiders game screaming, it's time. You love those Buffer Fucking brothers. sign me up for that shit. Oh, I'd be goodness. in Kansas City going insane if he showed up there on that freaking drum walk or whatever the hell it is. I can remember telling you that he had a brother. And <laughs> you being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently he didn't know yeah. either because that was his same reaction when he found out. What? He had to ask <laughs> right. his dad. And his dad's like, yeah, oh, didn't tell your mom this, but let her have an affair. She got pregnant. I I love the discussion <laughs> going on in the chat about like naming chapters of our lives. It, it's really taken off. You guys should put these on Twitter as well, so everybody else can enjoy it too. Uh, even like Jesse says, chapter eight, days at the water park. <laughs> That'd be a good one for you, Brooks. Uh, shouting out all of my injuries. One chapter, where's my kneecap? Next chapter. Where's my other kneecap? I have really fucked up kneecaps. I'm not walking around like Kenny Smith and his weird knees, but I've, I've got some fucked up knees that they don't stay in place. <laughs> they just kind of float and do their own thing. Now, that would be a good one uh, as well. The, and if you give a mouse a cookie, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one, too. Yeah, the first chapter, the alarm clock, the spatula, or the list for me. I should document my divorce a little bit better than I have. I wish you would. Like, I want you to write a book over your divorce. Like, or just like a short story. Mm-hmm. It and was just hilarious put it on. and miserable all at the same time. <laughs> and some people are like, oh, you shouldn't joke about that. Why not? <laughs> I'm clearly over it. It's not like, a, oh, this is so sad. It is the best thing that's ever happened to me. 
At the time, did I recognize that? No. I was a sad little bitch for a while. <laughs> not very long, though, surprisingly. <laughs> you realize you're just like, I'm not getting nagged at right now. This is uh, pretty nice. Uh, I downloaded Tinder within like the first month. No shit. Yeah. Peek behind the curtain. Um, I was told that it was going to be a trial separation. Like, let's just separate for a bit, see how we feel. I quickly realized that was not what was going down, that this was going to be a permanent situation. And as soon as I had been given divorce papers, I had Tinder downloaded maybe that same day. But that was the first time. And then it worked a little bit. And then (laughs) within that month, I'd already gone on, like, my first date. Like, I wanted to be the first one to move on. Clearly, Uh I wasn't because she had started that process a little bit earlier than me. But even on that first date, having the the girl asking me, like, so when did you get divorced? And me having to be like, technically not. (laughs) Oh, really? How was that received? I signed signed up for uh, eHarmony because, like, (laughs) Bumble wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. What are some of the other ones? I don't remember. They're not even a thing. But uh, Match.com? Yeah. Somebody talked to me into like, oh, sign up for this account. Like, if it if not anything, it's going to be at least funny. Uh-huh. You might not match with anybody. It might just be stupid. But it's at least going to be funny. So I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'll do it. I'll try it. I got denied an account on, I think it was eHarmony. I don't know. <laughs> I even like took screenshots and sent them to like, Dead Dan, former friend, no longer with us, RIP. And be like, dude, I can't even make an account because I'm not technically divorced yet. <laughs> because my dumb ass was like, what's your marital status? And I put separated. And they hit me with a, sorry, this app is probably not for you. Come back when your divorce is official. And I'm like, oh, fuck they tricked you, you. <laughs> Harmony, you judging little bastards. Uh, which is why I don't use it now. I just swipe on Tinder. But I should document more of that divorce okay cupid i haven't tried that one <laughs> plenty of fish farmers only would probably be pretty good around here that almost be terrifying <laughs> just be like hmm do you know you're a farmer what are you farming <laughs> right d's nuts um, <laughs> love me tender chapter 27 yeah <laughs> uh, chapter 69 whose shoe is this that that could be one. <laughs> Tell the truth. Uh, Wednesday, there was one time where I have obviously two daughters. They are very tall, both of them. Very much uh, so. My oldest daughter is nine years old. She's already like five one, and so she wears like sometimes she'll sneak over like clothing that is her mom's, like an extra small shirt, and be like, "Oh yeah, I brought this from mom." So when I do laundry, I'll just be like, "Hey, Maya, here's your shirt." There was at one point, not long ago, I took a shirt and was like, hey, I think this is your mom's. And she said, no, it isn't. And I said, no, it's like, it's a small, it's from your mom's house. And she said, dad, I've never seen that shirt before in my life. And I said, give it back, give it back, give it back. (laughs) You can't see the shirt. (laughs) Who's it belong to? I had to throw that shirt away. I don't know. (laughs) How long ago was this? In the past year. Mm, You're lying. (laughs) It was it was not a proud parenting moment. <laughs> Big yikes. But dude. it was hysterical. I can't wait to tell her about it when she's older. <laughs> I, I've never seen that shirt before in my life. <laughs> With her little judging eyes already. Like, yeah. I'm nine, but I know enough. Like, whose shirt is that? 
Where'd that come from? Dad? And you're over here like, oh, I forgot. It was off real <laughs> yeah, quick. Actually, why don't you just shut the fuck up and uh, not tell your mom about this? <laughs> uh, would you rather fork or spoon? For what? Like just anything? Just in general. A spoon. I can't I eat soup with too. a fork. I can eat, eat macaroni and cheese fork? with the. Yeah, that too. Soup? I can eat pasta with a spoon. Yeah. yeah. Scoop it up. The the trick is going to be like um, like steak. That'll or be meats. fine. And your meats. I still feel like you can. If you cook the steak appropriately, you can probably still get in there with a spoon. Oh, for sure. You're just going to have to. I mean, you just need the spoon to hold the steak as you cut it with a knife, and then you just scoop it up with a spoon and eat it. Yeah, I think it could happen. Yeah. Or I'm at least going to try really hard. Steak is probably my favorite food to eat, though. It would be tough with a spoon, but I'll figure it out. I'll pick it up barehanded if I have to. <laughs> I'm surprised that is not a finger food. I think it can be. Oh, very much so. That would be hilarious A lot of people saying you see. won't do it the next time you eat a steak. Texas Roadhouse, <laughs> just pick it up. <laughs> yeah, pick it up. It would two, be hotter than hell, like though. a sandwich. <laughs> yep. Left, yeah. right, middle. <laughs> I think you should... You should do it, uh, for sure. I'm Spoon as well. Uh, here's the one that I thought of this morning because I'm just dumb. Would you rather spend the weekend with the devil or Jesus slash God slash whom you believe in? Yeah, that's an easy answer, Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's going to see everything you do, though. Cool. We're watching Ozark. Have a seat. But even like nudity scenes. Little nudity in Ozark. You got Jesus sitting right next. You're telling me Jesus hasn't seen a pair of tits? Oh, he has. But then he's gonna be like, "I know your thoughts, man. Like you should turn this off right now." And you're like, "Sorry, I guess I should." And what's the devil gonna be like? Dude, those are nice, right? Exactly. Y'all, bro, dab me up. Exactly. Watch your hand, though. You got some burning cream. Here it is. <laughs> nah, I'm not about to act like devil's cool. Nope, Jesus choosing, would be cool. I'm, I'm choosing devil. Jesus would be all right. I'm hanging out with Jesus <laughs> the whole time. Because I could, like, even if it's just like a regular old Tuesday night or something. I know it said weekend. But it's like, I can go have a drink at 6 or 9 and not feel judged. I just have to be like, man, I'm not doing that. Like, stop. I'm Get out of my head. But here's the thing. Jesus is, Jesus is going to be cool having a drink with you. He's just not going to let you get all messed up. Like, okay, there's no need to just get sloshed. Just have a couple glasses of wine, my guy. Right. Is that water? Not anymore. That's the best wine you've ever had in your life. And I, I know you don't even like wine. the devil would have those capabilities. The devil would push you beyond your limits to death, and you hang out with him for life. You're like, <laughs> dude, best night ever. Drink, 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 drink. And then when you black out, you're blacked out in death. Jesus is like, hey, man, I just want to make sure you get a good night's sleep. It's probably time to go home. I'm like, Jesus, you're right. Blaze we're, up we're watching a nudity scene on Ozark. Something happens. He's like, hey, just want to make sure we're on the same page here. You're not about this, are you? I was like, nah, it's actually kind of uncomfortable. I feel like I'm watching it with my parents. All right, you're good. You're Please fine. sound off in the chat because I need to know what you choose. I feel like it's a very obvious answer. And I'm not changing my belief systems or anything like that. But at the same time, I'm going to go live a little. I don't know if I want Jesus peeking directly into my lifestyle and being like, no, <laughs> we're actually done with you. It's like that Morgan Wallen song. Like, ah, no, I'm going to judge you and I'm going to yeah. shame you. <laughs> I feel like the devil would just be the friend that – doesn't know or understand when to stop. Like, you're going to reach a point where you want to go home and go to bed. And he's like, man, freaking party just got started. What are you doing, dude? Why is the devil from California? Because he's just a fucking cool dude that just doesn't want to stop. And that's how they are. Like, yo, bro, bro, you seriously are going home? 
Bro, Your come mom on. put it in the chat. That's not a joke. That's for real. Uh, final chapter, My Night with the Devil. That would, that's how my book would end. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, even uh, Sean says, don't you dare bring that devil with you to 609. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You, you guys can be hanging Plus, out. You know how God. cool it would be to be at the bar and be like, yo, this guy, best party trick ever. Died, came right back. <laughs> Got any prostitutes in the house? He's going to wash your feet. He'll be at table nine. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> right? Bring him some salmon. You know he yep. likes fish. <laughs> Homeless guy walking by, bring him in. Taken care of. Jesus got him fed. Yeah. But the devil would be like, you need those candles lit? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a homeless person, and he's about to die next oh, week. Oh, you don't know how to make this drink? Actually, I got it for you. <laughs> I, I make the best Manhattan or whatever. I feel like the devil probably drinks Long Island, which, again, is convenient for me. I like those. The Manhattans? The uh, No, Long Islands. Oh, Long Islands. Okay. I thought you That's said That's got to be like the drink that will get you in the most trouble. Uh, for sure. I'll tell you what. Those girls that drink martinis, <laughs> that's all that is is liquor. Like, yep. There's no mixture. They put a little bit of olive juice in there, and then they're just like, oh, my God, I got this on some ice shards with my olives. Ew. No <laughs> wonder you're fucked up after two drinks because you drank straight vodka. I love this one in the chat from Sean. The uh, the devil says, "Dude, you definitely aren't drunk. Let's go driving around really fast. <laughs> You're going to jail, Sean. That is maybe how that night would go. It's gonna be fun for a while. I don't know. The devil would probably drink Everclear." Bryce says, "Yep, that mm. is another. Tell the truth. That was the first. Uh, my first experience getting drunk was off Everclear. That's why I am the person I am today." One of my friends, we decided as high school kids, hey, we, like, we want to do this. Like, let's drink. Anybody have access to alcohol? And I was like, I can't ask my older brothers. I don't want them to know that I drink because I didn't think they drank. Mm-hmm. I was like 17 years old. And then one of my friends, his dad had three bottles of Everclear on a shelf, just room temperature Everclear. We snuck it out. We put it in a bunch of different flasks. And then we filled up the Everclear with water. That's how dumb we mm. were. We thought he would drink it and be like, yeah, this is definitely Everclear. <laughs> Let's water down Fucking a little bit. Just stupid looking <laughs> back at it now. And so we, we all got super drunk on Everclear. And then there for a while, we finished off all three of those bottles. And then eventually his dad did realize, like, why would you put water in the Everclear? And at the time, we were like, how did he know? Like, what did he see us? Like, how does he know that we took the Everclear? There's fucking moron kids that thought they won't know the difference in water and pretty much fire starter Everclear. <laughs> that eventually he found out and he was like, no more uh, campouts. We'd have like bonfires in his yeah. backyard. And we were all like, we're still going to do it. <laughs> we're still going to be back there. So we, we would continue to have these bonfires, but we didn't have the Everclear to steal from him anymore. Because mm-hmm. he was cool with us having bonfires. He didn't want us drinking. And then he found some beer cans out there. And he set all of our couches on fire. We had gathered up, like we went dumpster diving. We had like four or five couches out there, like recliners. We had a setup. I was going to say, that sounds cool. He found out we were drinking, burned everything to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Looking back now, as a parent, I get it. At the time, I was like, he's a fucking douchebag. (laughs) (laughs) What's he so mad about? We only took three bottles of Everclear, had a shitload of beer, and a bunch of nasty catches out there. He caught it all on fire. 
kind of funny now, though. Uh, all right, I think that's it for us today. No devil's lettuce either with, with Jesus. Nope, we call it God's grass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, he's responsible for having it here, right? Yeah, he made it. He understands it. You just got to do it responsibly. Which is what I do. And I'll tell you what, you know. As well, we appreciate you guys joining us today. A little bit of a longer show. Really got into some random topics there, but we appreciate you guys. Uh, We'll be back uh, tomorrow, actually. Going to be a little bit earlier. We're going to try to do the show around 9.30. Here's what's great about me. All the shit that I talked about today. Tomorrow, I'm going to a school to speak at a professional development day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah do a podcast you can listen to. <laughs> listen to today's episode but a little bit of an early start tomorrow we're going to get it off at 9 30 oh. tomorrow uh, same time same channel as usual but then uh, we'll have to end it again 9 30 tomorrow right here in the call and app we appreciate you guys and we'll talk to you then